Coming up, we'll talk about the new Festival of Fantasy Parade that debuted at the Magic Kingdom this past weekend. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 687 for the week of March 11th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Sean Thompson, Craig Williams, Kathy Whirling, Corey Martin, and our producer back in the nook, Dustin West. Thank you. And, uh, you know, one of the things I'm really excited, was been very excited about this week is that we have two new things, two things to talk about mm-hmm. in Flower and Garden and this parade that are overwhelmingly positive experiences. Um, you know, it seems like that's not always, not always the case. We try and be fair and give our honest opinions and uh, can honestly tell you that the Festival of Fantasy Parade is, in my opinion, at least in Orlando, the best parade we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Um, I was not there in the park with these guys. I was one of the 5,100 people who were watching it live Mm -hmm. on our live stream channel. That was the largest audience we've ever had, I think, in one of our our live live streams. And uh, if you want to be notified uh, when those shows, uh, when we're going live with something, you just got to subscribe to us on live stream. We'll have a link to that in the show notes page, disunplugged.com, where we have links to everything we talk about in our show. And uh, the uh, I, I, I sat there and watched um, this parade go by, and all I kept all I kept saying was, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. oh my god, look at that, look at that!" And it, it, it just incredible. Um, you know, one of the things that we've been saying is that this is not going to be a recycle the magic. And, of course, someone points out on YouTube that some of these floats, two or three of them, were borrowed heavily from floats that were in Tokyo Disneyland on, in one of their parades. I think it was Jubilation. Uh, and it doesn't count. It doesn't. it doesn't count. When we talk about recycle the magic, we mean the last parade we saw in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Have You know, they, they, they throw a coat of paint. On one of the floats, and then yeah. you know, or like the one that Kevin is always referring to that that castle mirror float, which they've literally used in every parade since the 25th anniversary right. of mm-hmm. exactly. the Magic Kingdom, and uh, did not make an appearance, I believe, this Thank time. God. No, uh, but uh, why don't you guys talk a little bit about you know the experience being in the park for this because this was a very popular day to be in the Magic Kingdom for this parade. Yeah, so people were really excited. We uh, we actually got a preview. Dustin and I went to a press preview. Um, and so we got to see some of the floats, a lot of the costumes. So there were photos around. So people kind of knew what to expect a little bit, um, that everything was going to be new and, and new, exciting. And um, there were, Disney Parks Blog had released kind of some of the uh, dragon pictures of the Maleficent float. So people were really excited. So everyone came out to this to this debut on Monday, or on Sunday, actually. And uh, 
the crowd the, the park was so crowded we, mm-hmm. we we got lucky because we were there for quite a few hours uh, waiting for the parade and we had a little bit of uh, pre-parade entertainment in the fact that it was dapper day uh, yes. sub, you know yeah. it's, uh, coincidentally on that day so we had some enjoyment watching all the different well, people dressed to up. those people for those who don't know what that is why don't you explain what yeah, dapper day dapper is. day is um, you know it's a it's a day that apparently has some sort of calendar somebody decides that it's dapper day and you dress up as if it were like old style Hollywood 1930s 40s kind of stuff so you see people uh, dressed up you know, kind of like that, wearing hats and vests for the men and and dresses for the for the women and petticoats it's, and high yeah. heels and it's heavily based out of Disneyland and like they used to do the date nights at Disneyland where everyone would get dressed up and go and be able to dance and all that. So it's kind of it, it's huge out there because everyone gets dressed up in their fifties, early sixties gear, like they'd be back there whenever Disneyland first opened up and kind of stroll along the park. They try to do it in Florida too, but. Uh, two issues. It's it's just too hot yeah. to wear a lot of that mm. stuff around there, and it you miss out on that whole locals aspect that Disneyland has. Everyone kind of knows about it, celebrates it. Out here, you don't really get as much. It's more like college program people, younger people who actually know about it and still right. live in the area. I, I I'm sorry. I, I think beyond the fact that it was Dapper Day uh, that day, it was just very very crowded that day, and mm-hmm. I I don't think that. Uh, well, I think that the parade had something to do with that. Obviously, it's Dapper Day. It's the beginning of the spring break season. But there were a lot of people there ready to see that parade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you back know. to Dapper Day. There is actually another Dapper Day here in Hollywood Studios in September. Because I said, Dapper Day just screams Teresa and I that we need to go <laughs> and dress up. And somebody said that there's one in the fall here. So, Teresa and I a couple of go. World War II hussies. Well, some of the some of the older ladies, it's like I bet you had that hanging in the back of your closet. Yeah, really. You hold on to it long enough, it comes back yeah. in style. But uh, so, talk to me about the parade. Um, now, you guys got there very early to scope out your spots. Yeah. Uh, Sean and Craig, you were up on the uh, train station platform, mm-hmm. and uh, that gave us that nice wide view that we got. Yeah. Uh, of the parade, which was important for this because uh, these floats are massive. Mm-hmm. These yeah, were not are. tiny, normal floats. As a matter of fact, we've mentioned this before. Come Christmas time, they're not going to be able to put the garland across uh, Main Street because these floats are too large. We were up on the train station, and <laughs> several times I was at eye line with some of the characters, mm-hmm. eye level with the characters, or sometimes they were t- higher than I was. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. And I can only feel terrible for the people who were on the ground looking directly in the sun's direction because you're looking up at yeah. every single one of these floats. There's none mm. that are just like right in front of you. Uh, you're you're always looking up. I mean, you're looking down at the characters, but wear sunglasses if you stand on the wrong side of the the street. <laughs> well, it looked like uh, from where I could what I could tell, uh the sun was behind the train station. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, being in front of the train station or right around uh, the hub of, of town square, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, it's probably a good place to, to watch it from if yeah. you don't want to be staring directly into the sun. Yeah. And for that matter, anywhere on Main Street, looking, you know, going down Main Street, the sun is going to be in the perfect position. Well, from a standpoint of taking pictures, I think you want to be you want to be in Town Square because that yeah. sun's behind you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so if taking pictures of the parade is important, um, you know, it's always a good idea to have have your light behind you. Might as well have a silhouette. Of yeah. The floats. yeah. 
You'll be getting and a lot just of dark to point floats. Out, um, this is opposite from the other three o'clock parade. It actually goes from Frontierland down towards Main Street, so it ends at Main Street in the hub, right. Right, in the uh, town square. Right, and it's and always going to be going that way. It's one not going to switch. Yeah. One of the criticisms we were getting when we said we were going to be going live at three fifteen. There's the three o'clock parade. It takes 15 minutes to get from Frontierland to where we were. And it was why. actually, Even what, longer. about 325? Yeah, yeah, yeah we were surprised. Um, this is a slow-moving parade. Yeah. Yeah, we had it to is. let people know. I think you got the time of the parade wrong. No, this is the time around the time. Because it's the joke. Yeah. What time is the 3 o'clock parade? Yeah. But actually, it is a little later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually 325 <laughs> yeah. down square. The slow-moving aspect might be from... From some of the float designs, because I think they were even larger than they imagined. And uh, we heard a couple stories through Kathy about how floats were running into things. They weren't making the turns properly. We were, out yeah, I was fire. down um, by the ice cream cart <laughs> done by Tony, the Town Square Theater. And they were making everybody, you know how there's like the cement colored curb and then there's like the red color. They were making everybody make sure they were back on the red part because they'd had some experiences where the float came really close to the edge. Oh, God, could you imagine? And they were saying, because I was standing there and talked to quite a few cast members and looked at them because the one cast member goes like well that's where i usually stand for the parade and i went well not today because i've been standing here since eleven thirty or yeah, whatever really but he was saying that um when they were doing one of their tests as the dragon came down main street it caught one of the awnings on fire <laughs> <laughs> well so. because the 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 dragon breathes fire mm-hmm. and apparently it breathed fire on a building mm-hmm. and set the awning ablaze so you know that's not magical. Yeah. Um, but uh, talk about. Tell me about what 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 things stood out to you. I know one of the things for me that I noticed, and I noticed this in the preview uh, that we had gotten from that video, the costumes mm-hmm. um, for some of these characters, the costumes for some of the foot characters were incredible. I mean, not your normal. Not your normal Disney parade costumes. I think out of the costumes, the ones that stand out uh, the most to me are the ones that are featured in the Little Mermaid float and the ones that are featured in the Maleficent Dragon float. Well, um, I don't know if you guys agree with that. I have some fun facts that I looked up about the parade today. And it says, counting interfacings and trims, it takes 28 separate fabrics to make up one of the swing thug guys that was on the Tangled. Thing. His vest requires vinyl to be cut into 75 separate diamond shapes and then stitched onto the Coolmax fabric that they use so that the cast members aren't too hot. Um, it takes 30 yards of fabric to make one of the seashell girl costumes, which includes 12 different colors of the mesh that they use. So Disney knocked themselves out. Well, there, a lot of effort was put into this. Let's yeah. be clear that, you know, real oh, design, yeah. real artistic design effort was put into this parade at every level. And you could tell. You can tell from the floats. You can tell from the costumes. Um, what else stood out to you guys? So tell me, tell us some more fun facts there, Kathy. Uh, let's see. Well, there's, there's over a, a, a cast of over 100. The Princess Garden lead float stretches more than 50 feet. The Jolly Roger atop the Peter Pan float flies 28 feet above the parade route. Um, Mickey's airship, which is the final one, is the tallest float, topping out at 32 feet. The trio finale float spans more than 90 feet along the parade route. Uh, Let's see, they actually (laughs) Dustin's trying to keep up with you with the pictures. (laughs) Sorry. Then um, 
the one that I thought that was really interesting that to me sort of like said Disney, the coral pieces for the coral twins on the Little Mermaid unit were custom designed. They are being hand poured in three separate colors by the artisans of the creative costuming craft team and baked and finished for 16 hours each in an oven as they walk by with their little pieces of coral. Like, would you think that that took 16 hours? But, like, wow, Disney. For I know taking... it looks amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, that just, th- th- those 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 elements were just really, uh, and really any- impressive. And if anybody's counting, um, Minnie Mouse's dress and hat had 95 gold lame dots that are cut out, blinged out, and then sewn on. I tried to count, but it was too high. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cha-cha girl, who's in the finale unit, her wig was designed with 148 yards of horse hair in four colors that is then rolled, pressed, and curled by hand. Wow. So, I mean, they really knocked themselves out. The princess float, as it starts the parade, I mean, that's one of the, the coolest actual floats. It doesn't have a lot of crazy details hidden mm-hmm. all over the place, but they have these rotating features on it yeah. so they could actually feature more. Um so it starts out with Belle and the Beast on the front, and then it goes to Cinderella and Prince Charming. Yep. So one half is actually the dress, the pink dress that the animals yeah. make for her. Um, and then it spins around, and uh, Cinderella and Charming are uh, on the other side of that. Yeah. And then one thing that I thought was cool is that they've actually had time to add Anna and Elsa from Frozen. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they would have, I mean, it would have been crazy if they Well, that was have. last minute from what I understand. It was, yeah. yeah. So one of the rotating panels has um, Tiana and Naveen on one side. And then on the back, um, Anna, Elsa, and Olaf are on the other side. And I mean that they had to do it. Yeah. It was if they left them out of there, people. Well, I don't know if they would have been. Well, they weren't originally planned because they never expected Frozen to become the juggernaut that it became. Yeah, so yeah. this was kind of last minute. They had to throw the Frozen characters into this, uh, they and they job. and they they did it at the expense of was it Princess Aurora? I'm not sure the exact story. I heard? I've heard different things. I think that there might have been a float planned for. Um, Princess Aurora and the three fairies. Finley asked. She's. A, yeah. I see Prince Philip, but I don't see Princess, Princess Aurora. <laughs> she it was so fun okay, watching. The four year old is upset about <laughs> this. Disney's got to pay attention. Well, to Well, they they really did. Uh, I think they spent their Sleeping Beauty budget on that whole series of floats and characters. Uh, for me, that is absolutely the standout. I, you know, it really is. She was a trip to watch it with. Like she uh, she saw Ariel. She said, "Where's Prince Eric?" I don't know, Philly. <laughs> wow. As critical as her father. But the parade was perfect for what it was. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you get caught up watching it because everything is so beautiful. And the one thing I kept telling myself afterwards is I, I still like the sensational parade that Kevin and Jody designed in uh, in Disneyland. That's Kevin Kidney and Jody Daly. Yeah. I, I still prefer that parade, but that parade wouldn't work in our Magic Kingdom. That parade works there. Right, exactly. And, but this parade is meant for our Magic Kingdom. Correct. You can't mm-hmm. put that anywhere else. Uh, it fits in with the theme of New Fantasyland so well, which was the whole point of it. And they, they just knocked it out of the park. And I think that we are going to have this parade for a very, very mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. yeah. I do not think this is going anywhere anytime soon, nor should it. We've had we've had questions of how long before the dragon stops breathing fire. Yeah. How long before it breaks down? And <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to let it. Um, 
That I was hope by not. far the fan favorite moment. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, well, first of all, the float itself is incredibly impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's just this yeah. gigantic dragon coming down Main Street, um, and then it starts breathing fire, mm-hmm. and that's like okay. That's cool. Except I kept saying that they ran out of the budget because the tail's only controlled by someone with a giant stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, I also enjoyed. Uh, I also enjoyed Merida, who was having like a spiritual moment. Yeah. I don't know. That's one way to describe it. Um, <laughs> that's the good Merida. Yeah, that's the one they bring her out. Oh for yeah, all she looked the, great. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, all the, the triplet brothers as the bears were on the floats too. They were animatronic. They were like hiding around the bagpipe. Yeah. But where's Angus? I Angus isn't there or Mardu. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a good float. And I, yeah. the tangled one was another standout. Yeah, I really um, like that one. So yeah, tangled float was excellent. Themed after the snuggly duckling. Um, and there were kind of these swinging parts. I mean, we talked about Kathy talked about the vest on the uh, yeah. the well, ruffians, but. Well, I want to mention uh, the tights on the ruffians. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Yay, Disney! More, more like that, please. Um, this just was impressive because these guys are hanging on. Obviously, they must be they they're must be tethered in. to that yeah. to yeah. that in some way. But they're hanging on. These things are really swinging. Yeah. This isn't just a little swing. These things are moving, and these guys are just kind of hanging on there, waving everybody. I'm like, oh lord, I hope it doesn't launch one of them into the crowd. Yeah. Um, but again. You know, that's what I'm talking about with the elements of of these uh, uh, the elements of these floats. Uh, so many of them had these 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 parts to them, the, these standout pieces to them that just so different than anything we've seen in our Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I agree with what you said about Sensational is the perfect parade for Disneyland would yeah. not work here the way it is uh, in Disneyland would not work in our Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. This is our parade, though. This is the parade the Magic Kingdom oh, yeah. has deserved for mm-hmm. a long, yes. long time. And kind of in that spirit, it's, <laughs> as you were talking about how it's going to be there for a long time, it's not one of those parades that is uh, dependent on like this year's uh, promotion. You know, it's not like no, this is timeless. Right, yeah. yeah, this is timeless as far as uh, Fantasyland uh, inspiration is concerned. And if anything, they they could get away with in a couple of years adding on a snow white float or adding on an aurora float and updating it in that fashion because snow white did look awkward because she was just walking around with right. the dwarves like for how much they're putting of new fantasy land into snow white and that mine train and everything mm-hmm. you think that they'd give her a float too to stand on but well i mean at some point they've got to draw the line yeah. as to you know what do we include and what don't we and you know, they, they can't have, you know, a three and a half hour parade either. Oh, they can. Yeah, they well, should. <laughs> well, logistically, no, they can't. But you know what's um, nice in that picture? Go back to the Jiminy Cricket is in the parade. And Jiminy Cricket, who's sort of like, I don't want to say your mascot for Magic Kingdom, but you very seldom ever see Jiminy Cricket. And now he's in the parade. Yep. I was excited to see Jiminy Cricket. The dopey costume. I was, was going to say one of the coolest yeah. things is the dopey, and I think it's Sneezy. Um, yeah, two of the dwarves are combined into one. Yeah, so it's like I think oh. Dopey's on the shoulder of Sneezy, just like the dance sequence in the movie. It looks really cool. Really, it's yeah. done really yeah. well. And and yeah. the and the person who was. Uh, oh, it char- sounds creepy to me. The character of Dopey on top of Sneezy was doing really good at like looking like he was out of off balance, and it yeah. was a really good, uh, really good portrayal of that. Well, you know, one of the things that I've heard a lot of people say that 
you know, normally they skip the parade or the parades, you know, a good time to go do something else. And now there are people I'm hearing people say that, you know, we've got to go out of our way mm-hmm. to see this parade. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I feel, because well, normally the three o'clock parade was was yes. a throwaway. Yeah. The, the, the woman that was next to me with her family, <laughs> she extended her vacation by three days. She originally thought that she, she booked her vacation around the parade, thinking that it would come out sometime in early March. And then when they finally got the dates uh, was released, she's like, oh, I missed it. I've got to extend another three days. Wow. And she did. She wanted to see that parade. I think she's already home now. She wanted to see the parade. Well, I think, I think you're going to find a lot of people going out of their way. Yeah. Um, three o'clock, if you're not interested in the parade, is going to be a great time to get on attractions mm-hmm. oh, yeah. uh, at the Magic Kingdom because everyone's going to be on the parade route. I was also one of the 5,000 watching it live uh, from home. And I tell you what, the anticipation of everybody in chat I think it's coming down the street. It wasn't yet, but it just, it, it was really cool to see that, that anticipation well, of I, how excited everybody was. I want to take the opportunity to, you know, toot our own horn a little bit here. Um, in total, over 20,000 views on the live stream channel for what, just what we broadcast live. Uh, these guys filmed with three different cameras and <coughs> put that together uh, Sunday night. That's up on YouTube. That's almost at 60,000 views now. Um, so obviously a real interest in this parade, mm-hmm. at least among our folks, uh, a real, real interest in this parade, uh, which really surprised me, honestly surprised me that, you know, I, I knew it was going to be popular, but, you know, seeing over 5,000 people watching it live Sunday afternoon on a Sunday afternoon, um, you know, that was when I saw it. I think I turned to Katie and went like, yes, because it's like, you know, sometimes I feel like I, you know, like I'm always saying that Disney's good or, you know, but this now I can really say, go see the parade, (laughs) you know, like they did it. I I think Disney needs to learn that for some of the disappointments that people have when they put time, effort and money into doing something like this. Right. When they put time, effort and money into making flower and garden better. It's it, it it really it doesn't forgive all all right, crimes against right. humanity, but it forgives some of them. Yes, and it does go a long way. I mean, so like like I said, I was really excited um, after everything that's been going on with FastPass Plus lately, and all the negativity around it. To have a week where we have two two things to cover: the Flower and Garden Festival and this, that were just absolutely fantastic, and we're able to honestly say these were really really good. Uh, additions to the lineup at Disney, uh, especially this parade. I, I just, if we can't have Tapestry of Nations back, right? This is this is great. I want Tapestry of Nations back though. <laughs> I mm-hmm. I miss that parade. I think that was one of the best. I agree with you ever, and that music was incredible. But so everybody agrees, phenomenal from what yes. I saw at home. Yep, it sure was. <laughs> I can't wait to go see it myself. Yeah, no. Because mm-hmm. I know it looked great on camera, absolutely. It's yeah. really But awesome. I don't think it, I, I think it, it, it's probably the, the, the video pales in comparison yeah. to the experience well, right there. I can't wait to go back and actually listen to the music because I feel like <laughs> being under the train station, we heard echoes and mm-hmm. we had music coming all this the way and that way and it kind of shows on the video in a bit. But no, I want to go back and actually experience everything with my own eyes and really yeah. really without the pressure it. of having to film it yeah, yeah, right. that's, that's yeah. It. yeah. I want to see it without taking the pictures because it's like I, I <laughs> thought the dragon was going to do something and it's like okay I'm just going to start firing off waiting, pictures yeah. and it's like 
hope I got it. I hope I got it. And then when I looked at my picture, I'm like, yes. Oh, I literally <laughs> had yeah. I had one eye closed and the other eye on the eyepiece. So I'm Dustin <laughs> only knows it through the eyepiece. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. All right. Well, that is going to do it for our discussion on the new parade festival of fantasy at the Magic Kingdom, and that will do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, everyone, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a good one. Bye.